Ask the Podcast Coach for July 9th, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music that means, hey, it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com and joining me right over there. Look at look at those guns. Do that again. Oh, y'all, look at those guns. Uh, the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you, and happy National Sugar Cookie Day. Did you know that today? I did is not know that. National Sugar. It's always always good to have a sugar. <laughs> that is one of those things that it's like a laced potato chip. You can't eat just one. And uh, yeah, no. And there's all kinds of cookie companies now that are making them, and I, sw- I I have no idea how they make them so soft and delicious, but they're just delightful. And I'm, you know, you know, you're getting diabetes right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Uh, if you are new to the show, we are at askthepodcastcoach.com/slash/live. If you're listening on Twitter Spaces, just uh, I think it's a request or raise your hand or something like that. We've got Dr. on deck. She'll be up in just a second. Uh, and how she got here was by going to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. But before we go uh, jumping uh, into, because I believe she has a marketing uh, topic she wants to talk about. Uh, uh, Jim, Jim, I believe, is a little coffee. He's a little well, coffee. Would be good with sugar cookie. This That's would be right. Good with sugar cookie. <laughs> it would be. That, of course, is uh, the lovely coffee pour. And that is brought to you by our good friend Mark over at podcastbranding.co if you are looking for oh let's say a lead magnet i just saw a thing today where it's like lead magnets are like the best thing since sliced bread and blah 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 well you could get mark to make you a lead magnet you could do i use him for artwork uh he's made the podcast rodeo show he's done ask the podcast coach he's done school of podcasting now what if you're like well what I really need is a website. Well, Mark can do that as well. And what's great about all of those things is he's going to sit down with you one-on-one. He's going to listen to your show. He's going to check out your website, figure out where you want to go, and make sure that your brand is there to get you there. He is a podcaster and an award-winning uh, graphic artist. And of course, he's Canadian. So that means he's going to be polite and uh, fun to work with. And uh, I was trying to remember what I was doing. Oh, I was uh, uploading my logo for Podcast Movement. I'm going to be speaking there. And uh, they said, send over the logo. And I said, well, I got mine from podcastbranding.co. Of course, big thanks to our friend Dan Lefebvre over there based on a True Story podcast, the mug sponsor. He can sponsor the mug when he's done, but he hasn't been done for a while. And speaking of not being done for a while, he's got a lot of great podcasts available for you, a bunch of episodes. If you need something different, and Dave, who doesn't need something different to listen to from time to time? Don't you kind of get sick of your, every once in a while, you're like, okay, enough of these podcasts that I listen to. <laughs> Check out a new one based on a true story podcast.com. Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. Jim, are you saying that you don't you, you don't need any more inspiration or you don't feel empowered? There's there's moments I don't. No, I don't need anymore. <laughs> just moments, not all the time. Not all the time. Just, don't you get don't you get to the point sometimes you're like enough learning. Yeah. I don't need any more. Give right? me something fun. Yeah. 
Not all the time. Yeah, not all. That's that's not all the time. But every once in a while, I get sick of it. Well, uh, Dr. has been patiently waiting for us to uh, come up and ask her questions. So, uh, Dr. Thanks for joining us. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, well, let me just preface this by saying that I am a podcast manager, and my training has been always in the branded podcast. If you have a business and you want a podcast, that's where my training is. So I had an idea of having my own podcast, and in five years, it will be my 50th high school reunion. Um, and I thought it would be interesting to go back and interview some of my fellow classmates from Aragon High School, 1977, and find out where their journey has taken them. Did they go into the profession that they dreamed about when they were a senior in high school? Uh, what life lessons have they carried with them all these years? Who was their favorite teacher? Who was their least favorite teacher? Things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, this is a passion project. I don't care for the phrase hobby, um, but this is a passion project. But on the other hand, I don't want to have to pay out for the host and the website and the blah, blah, blah. I don't want to have to pay for that. I would like to have something supported. So I went to a couple of my, how I phrased them, podcast gurus. And Dave, you are one of them that I went to about this. I also went to Dave Hooper. I also went to Tanner Campbell. God bless him, Tanner Campbell. Um, he really went above and beyond. He went. He he called the the district that the school was in. Found out that there was a grant that the district gives out every single year, and he um, advised me, Dr. Call it call it an art project. Don't call it a podcast. Call it an art project. And he said that he he really thinks that I might have a good chance of getting part of this grant. So now I'm going to make it public because that is what most of the my gurus have advised me. But now, how do I market this to that general public? My idea was that maybe I would catch the boomer market that liked to reminisce a little bit because everyone, we all have had our formative years, right? That's kind of universal. So how would you market this? Sorry, I would, my question was. I would work with the school because who is the target audience for this? The class of 1977 from your high school. I'm not going right. to care about these people unless they're, unless you're a really good storyteller, you're probably not going to suck me in. That'd be like, I'm doing a podcast about the band Autograph. Okay. So some yeah. people have heard Turn Up the Radio. Many people have not. Many people like, so I have to find Autograph fans. So I would try to work with the school or I'm not sure exactly, but that's uh, Facebook. Definitely get a Facebook. I know my class. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they uh, have they have had a dedicated Facebook page for class of 77 Aragon High School for uh, several years. So I am utilizing that. Right. So uh, this is a passion project. How will you know if it's successful? That's a good question. Or what what are you looking for? It's success. Yeah. Well, I you know. Since this is not connected to my business. 
Um, I kind of planned on doing a mid-roll about Mouthy Broad Media. And if you ever if you ever want to do a podcast like this and blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I don't know. I thought maybe contacting some businesses that that is right, like right next to Aragon High School that Aragon people would go to on a regular basis, maybe as a sponsor, maybe some merch with uh, the, the cover art on it. So it's um, not a passion project. <laughs> because I'm spending so much money on it. <laughs> no, you're trying to earn money on this. That's now I, a marketing well, I, piece. Well, I'm trying to not have to pay for the host and not have to pay for the web page and things like that. I'm trying to get that covered. Okay, because that's that, there's lots of ways to do that without yeah. having to have sponsorship to get it. Okay, done, right. What I'm I'm struggling. I'm not struggling. Yeah, I am struggling. I'm struggling with the hook on this. So mm-hmm. like from in Dave, you know, we kind of say the target audience, but but so it's easy to say, well, okay, the class that the, the class will listen to this. So there's mm-hmm. there's part of it. But what's in it that's interesting for someone who's not in the class? Because Dave's right. I'm not I wouldn't listen to it. If it's just a bunch of high school, blah, 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 unless there's a hook in it. Do you, do you have is there something interesting or can you find something interesting through these interviews? Something that universal. Be, yeah, that would be interesting to someone else. I mean, so this is reality TV does this, except they manufacture it. And then they, they the hook is the shenanigans that go on inside of the reality TV. None of it's actually real, but mm-hmm. the hook is the obnoxious stuff that goes on inside of whatever whatever the show is. If you're just going to interview people, there's not a large hook there unless you're really creative with the interview, right? Right. Um, the other the other thing, is, since it's five years away, you've got mm-hmm. some opportunity to make the podcast part of the reunion. So you mm-hmm. could, mm. like, this all could be leading up to the reunion. This mm-hmm. may be something interesting. Everybody likes relationships. So you could, you could go back and talk about past relationships or relationships that didn't work out and it oh, <laughs> didn't good. work out then, but it's, you know, or, that kind of stuff or people love that's controversy. You know, if you ever got a detention or a, uh, we call them pink cards. That was like, you know, the detention on steroids. Troublemakers. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, what was your favorite memory? Cause part of this is going to be like, Oh, I totally forgot that we used to do that. So that's going to be kind of the fun thing. But uh, whoever your class president is, who's in charge of the reunion, mm-hmm. that Jim's got a great point mm-hmm. because they're going to, they want people at the reunion. So this will kind right. of like start to build that fear of missing out kind of thing. Um, one of the things that, one of the things that I have started on, on the Facebook page was, Hey, who, what exactly was our senior prank and who was behind it? Right. So there is a kind of this thread of, I don't know, but I think so-and-so knows. And he said, I don't know, but you know what? So-and-so knows. So I've got this kind of yeah. web yeah. going on. You could tell the story, the senior prank story, make it more storytelling than mm-hmm. interviewing type deal to mm-hmm. for one of the episodes, right? That could I kind of wanted to keep you know. it going from episode to episode. Do you know anything yeah. about it? No, but I think so-and-so knows about it. Right. Then I'll interview him and then they'll... yeah. Yeah. No, that's it's that's a storytelling technique, right? To kind of get bits and pieces to you. Mm -hmm. Then it's it's leading up the hook as it's leading up to a conclusion of oh, this is what it was. You could also have 
and, and I'll use this term lately, but you could also have people come to tell dirt on other people in oh, the yeah, class, yeah. right? And where yeah. you want to be kind and careful about that, right? This, yeah. you know, but it could be one of those things where you bring people in to tell story and then let that other person come on the next time and tell again. Right. That hook is dangerously close to the class. <laughs> so yeah. like you I, I wouldn't expect gigantic numbers, but if the story yeah. is told right. In, in a universal way where people find, you know, D- Dave always says, makes you laugh, cry, think, the other ones, Dave. Laugh, cry, think, think grown, educate, or entertain. Yeah. And so that that laugh and entertain bit may be, if you, but you got to work hard at that, right? That's not just going to mm-hmm. happen. You're going to have to kind of manufacture it in some ways. Yeah. Like I said, reality TV does it with fakery. You, if you don't want to go that route, you'll have to really dig deep to get some interesting mm-hmm. things. Yeah. I know... Um, if there are people you can't find that like for us um, and he finally surfaced on Facebook. I mean, I've been out of high school for 30 some years now at this point, And we're all like, whatever happened to Jimmy Haben? Because Jimmy Haben was nuts. He was hilarious and had a great voice, but like he uh, ran down the hallway once in his underwear. Um, so he was always crazy. I remember he took a, uh, fire extinguisher and hose down the curtains and the audio. He was always just doing stuff just, you know, um, and we're all that's like, where the yearbook, that's where the yearbook comes in handy because there was, yeah. you know, the class clown and the most likely to succeed and the, this and the, that. So that's probably a good resource. But I would start yeah. with the, cause in my case, uh, the lovely Rella Rotundo is our, she's in charge of really a few people that help do the reunions and the one thing that person what is her name again. Well, that's um, Rella Rotundo. But I mean, you you need a Rella. Whoever your Rella that's is. Unfortunate. That's uh, unfortunate. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, and she's a nutritionist, which is great because she's oh, okay. she's not rotund at all. Um, but anyway, um, find out who your organizer is, and the one thing they're going to tell you it's not easy. At least in my case, it's hard to find where because people move and they, there's no they just ghosted like the the organizer so that person should be able to point you to the people that they know where they are because that's the other thing you're going to need people the other thing almost like a true crime dave like you're saying like you're 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 you would treat it like the true crime podcasts do where you're doing some investigation work and then you want to leave you kind of want to leave people out there leave that kind of hanging yeah to, to bring people back that may have some universal appeal yeah so it's um the other thing you have to keep in mind is oh how do I say, what if they're not exactly proud of where they ended up that that could be the True. the problem with some people True. when they're like an insert uh, I'm not going to say any jobs because they're like well I'm a right. you know right right uh, that's right. my job what are you talking about so mm-hmm. um and I think the compelling element will have a lot to do with how that pre-interview goes my questions to them how I how I can relate to them um and I mean I think that's what's gonna make me decide whether or not this story is compelling enough to put on yeah are there any teachers still alive I have contacted two and neither one of them want to have anything to do with it (laughs) okay tell me tell me no Give me your pitch. Let's hear your pitch. 
Okay, I said, um, hi, Mr. F- in Mr. Fisher's case. Hi, Mr. Fisher. I was never in one of your classes at Aragon. However, my sister Joy was, and you happen to be one of her favorite teachers. I am a podcaster living in Nashville, Tennessee, and I am planning to do a podcast all about the class of 1977. I would love it if you could come on and talk about those days. Um, that's basically what I said. Yeah, that's not, no, that's not bad. Listen, they're, they're, they're older. And I just, yeah. most of them are probably like, uh, yeah. no, nah, I'm, I'm, that's just too messy, too much to think about. They're yeah. not, that's a generation that didn't grow up with podcasting or those kinds of things. They think it's going to be an investigative, you know, they did grow up with 2020 where someone right. died when they were asking right. questions like this, right? Someone was blamed for something. Yeah. Exactly. So there may be some hesitation in it uh, uh, with that. I mean, I, I think I'm, if they say, if they said no, that, that that's fine. There's probably other yeah. interests. Have you, the other thing you could go with family members too, of like when I went to school, I mean, my brother, my older brother was ahead of me. My younger brother was behind me. We all intersected in some ways too. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to just be limited. And this may be the way you expand the the circle out a little bit. The mm-hmm. class of 77 had a bigger impact Very, than yeah. just the, I don't know, how many people were in the class? Do you know the? About the uh, 300 and some. Well, it's a good size. So that's mm-hmm. even better. So yeah, their, their impact uh, from the three years ahead and the three years behind, you might ev- even have some some stories or some features, some folks from those right. years too. I also wanted to do maybe a couple shows interspersed in the season having to do with the uh, classmates that are no longer with us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, no, that's, that's a good. For like a reminiscing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dedication. I, I yeah. did an episode of Building a Better Dave where I don't know why, but at my reunions, they start off a reunion right before dinner is served by reading the names. And so oh. – um the last time because the list is getting long at this point yeah and i'm sitting, yeah and of course you sit with all the friends that you always sat with and we yeah. get done and i looked at my best friend i go hey congratulations on not making the list i was like yeah yeah it's uh it's, the last the last reunion that i went to um i looked at my sister and i said did i don't recognize a single person in this room did yeah. we really go to this high school i don't understand why i don't recognize anyone i didn't recognize <laughs> i'm standing literally like of two feet like right in front of my prom date and she says are you not gonna say hi dave and i turn around and i was like <laughs> and there's like about it it seemed like a long time it was probably half a second where i'm like going who mm-hmm. is this person exactly and all of a sudden exactly. and, and and she goes you took me to prom and i was like oh my god kelly how are you like um <laughs> tom is saying you could you could ask the question yeah. what's the one thing you've learned over the years that we can all benefit from all that kind of stuff would be uh yeah i was gonna do like a tag thing you know if you could yeah. tag anyone who could do a mm. who could do the interview who would you tag give me three people and bum, bum, bum. the other thing i was gonna do before i'm gonna send out the questions beforehand uh before the even pre-interview so I wanted them to give me three to five trigger words or trigger phrases that would conjure up some stories, you know, a, a good, compelling story. Hmm. And it would be planned as to which one of these I'm going to choose. But I would say on the show, you know, give me your three trigger words and they would give me three. And I'd say, hey, let's do number two. And it's going to be planned beforehand that we're going to do that. Right. But um, that would lead into a, a good story. 
Yeah. I like the idea. Just it, uh, for me, it just sounds like a lot of work. I think you're going to end up doing a lot of investigating to find people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to have well, to. Well, the, the fact that we have the Facebook group is very helpful. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, true. That's very helpful. Yeah. There's um, already been several people from there that have said, oh, I'd love to come on. And I'm like, well, let's see. <laughs> yeah. Well, the yeah, other- be weary of the ones that want to come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and is, did you go to high school in, is this around Nashville or is this somewhere else in the country? Oh, no. This is California. San Mateo, oh, California. Boy. Okay. So that's, area. So, so now we've got the joy. Because it's my brother graduated in '77, so I'm trying to picture this where mm-hmm. I now have to coach my brother into doing some sort of either Zoom. I guess most people know Zoom, right? Everybody knows Zoom. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Although you, I'm going to be using Streamyard. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah. yeah no, um, I think I would try a bunch of things early. See what kind of you know don't commit to any long-term thing try some stuff and see if it picks up some traction experiment okay. with some stuff do right. some one-offs just to kind of see what you get traction on yeah. and then then reform re, you know reform your plan and like okay right. this works we're going to go this direction and in order to get this go ahead well and the other thing you mentioned that you could put in a uh, mid-roll or something about this this will get the word out that oh by the way i do podcasts because I, uh, I keep trying to do a local show and the, the police department in my city reached out and said, Hey, we're hiring. Uh, would you like to know what it's like to be a cop? And I'm like, sure. So I went downtown and interviewed them in their station and just in that little process. And then I've been sharing it out on Twitter to the mayor's office and this and that, and that hasn't resulted in anybody hiring me yet. But I've had somebody call me. They're like, we're thinking of doing this. And I'm like, I'm right in your backyard. So uh, I, I know, have a, a fish on the line. So it's it's all. And, you know, it's funny that you would say about the local thing, because about a year ago, I did a full presentation for um, the Bellevue Chamber. Car. I live in a little town called Bellevue. Yes, it's named after the crazy hospital in New York um, uh, called uh, Bellevue Chamber of Commerce. And I thought this would be a great marketing thing to say the events that are happening around Bellevue, new restaurants, restaurants that are closing, restaurants that are moving, uh, little one person run new businesses that the pandemic has all of a sudden, you know, created. Um, So I thought this would be great. Well, I didn't know at the time they knew that they were kind of in an upheaval of who's going to take that president spot, that seat. And of course, the pandemic kind of canceled out two years in a row, the big profit making thing that they put on. So that was, so they didn't go for it, but I'm going to revisit that idea. Yeah. I've, I've tried three times to do my local show. The first two times, every time I went to do it, COVID would come back and shut everything down. Yeah. And then when yeah. I tried it the through time, the third time uh, COVID shut me down. And now I, I live in Akron, Ohio which is now making the national news and now everything is getting shut down again because we're under curfew. And I was like, um, okay, this is, uh, this is fun. So um, yeah, but I, I think it's a great idea. I just, it, I hear it and go, how many other podcasts do you have? That's a good question. Right now. Uh, I don't have any, I okay. did have that's one the called Boomer's Side Hustle Lounge. Okay. Cause that's, it, I just know, think it's going to be a time suck. So 
Yeah. It could be. But I had one called Boomer Side Hustle Lounge that was another labor of love and that I basically did just to, I thought it was going to be make me a better podcast manager. And it did. Okay. So, and I have one more question. What What is wrong with the word hobby? It denotes a, I don't know, it just doesn't feel as though it means as much that you're not trying as hard. I don't know. Do you know what I mean, Jim? Uh, well, I, no, I understand what you're saying. You, you're just the way you approach that. We all approach words. That's yeah. it. That's, that's that's why I asked. So I was for like, you, hobby doesn't for others. Like, like, no, no, that's a perfect word for me. It's something that I do to have fun mm. with. And I mean, certainly hobbies can make money. So mm. like, like, you know, so yeah. Uh, yeah. all good. Kim all says good. Yeah, to, to Kim, her, it doesn't sound as professional. So yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think yeah. it, it just depends on how you you approach it. I think it takes. I, I I by the way, I think the word takes some pressure off at times. You know, mm. like, yeah, this is my hobby. True. You know, this is True. what I do for fun, and and so I think it also means you can quit whenever you want. You quit golfing? Yeah, I, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I was a skier it, for a lot of years, and we had some family injuries, and it got really expensive. And that's a hobby I don't do anymore. <laughs> you know, you're just like it's just too expensive. Yeah. I can quit when I want. I, I don't get you know. I wasn't I wasn't a professional. Didn't do it to get paid. So. Yeah, right. Good. But well, in the meantime, I still got you know Mouthy Broad Media going, and I'm I'm happy with that and. We're doing it. So. Good. There you go. Good. Was this helpful? Pardon me? AR, was this helpful? Was this helpful? It was to, very uh, helpful. Good. I got a lot of ideas that are written down and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for jumping in. Good. Good to yeah. see you. Here thanks go. for doing Thank it. Thank you. Appreciate we'll it. See you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ken is uh, asking me, is that a do? It's the small, it's the baby can. I'm trying to wean myself off. But yeah, no, I, I, I need I, more it's, it's one of those off. mornings I need more coffee too. <laughs> can, you, can you help me out? There? I fell off the wagon. And of course, uh, that coffee pour is brought to you by, uh, if I can do this, there we go, uh, uh, our awesome supporters. You can find them at askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And um, one of those is James from the Dog Podcast Network. If you got a little doggy or a big doggy or a middle doggy, uh, and you want to walk around the block or chill out in the car with your, your four-legged friend while you're driving him to the vet and they're freaking out. Did, do you have any dogs, Jim? I do not. I'm not allowed. My dog knew when we were going to the, the vet, and he would freak. Oh, yeah. I don't know how he knew it. Expensive. Yeah, Expensive. it was like, dude, it's okay. Uh, check him out, Dog Podcast Network. Uh, if Ask the Podcast Coach. Uh, is running on PodPage. If you want to try PodPage, well, then just go over to trypodpage.com. You can try it for free. You can make a, I made a website yesterday in seven minutes. It was so much fun. Uh, if you need more Jim Collison, then go over to theaverageguy.tv and check out Home Gadget Geeks. And if you're thinking of starting a podcast, well, when you think podcasting, think school of podcasting. And again, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, because we give you a giant shout out when you join. We have special music and all that fun stuff. Uh, go over again to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. So uh, I love that background music. I don't like, I know we've done some different things, but keep that. That is good. <laughs> uh, that's it. We'll just, we'll just do it for the whole show now. We'll just go all like, all right, next up we've got. Yeah. So 
Um, I knew some radio guys. I knew some rock radio DJs that played music for a while, and then they, you know, their in between talking got more interesting than the music. So they just started talking more, but they wanted to play the music. So they did play the music behind their talking. Very, very, very faint. You could just barely hear it. And I think they did that for about a year. And then they just quit. One day they just went full talk. So Mm. there's, I mean, there's like how things transition. Eventually they went full talk and then they went nationwide. Like they became a syndicated show. Um, You know, they got picked up by other stations. The the point in, in that sometimes, and as we think about what we're talking about with DR, you get started, especially like that, and you don't know exactly where you're going. Try some things out early. Yeah. Uh, forget, forgive yourself for things that go wrong in those early ones. Don't get discouraged if you have one that just blows up in your face or it's just terrible. But eventually, I think you'll find a rhythm in there and stuff that works. But you, you, you won't know until you try. Yeah, because I'm thinking of the people that I went to high school with, and I know one is a librarian, one works in a high school, like she's she's the lunch lady. Um, one guy was a paramedic and a fireman for a while, and now he's doing something else. You know, so that's the yeah. the thing. Like, it doesn't. You're gonna find people that are not. You know, oh, I cured cancer and I invented sliced bread. It's you know, oh, I I have three kids and I'm the lunch lady, and there's nothing wrong with that. She's happy and she loves it. She loves to cook and you know she's doing what she loves. So that could be the but the the cool thing the thing that's going to suck that in is the the relationships. Like I want to know that um, oh, uh, Don Harrison is still singing. Like when I hear that Don Harrison has been in all these plays and she's in New York and all that, I'm like, oh, that's cool because she was a great singer. I want to know that Greg Hurd is doing something with his his art talent. So that's going to be the fun thing. But again, like Jim doesn't care about Greg Hurd. He doesn't know Greg Hurd. So that's what's going to be the the fun part about that. So if um, I cared, and I, the, the, I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound it's going to sound a little harsh. Hard, so don't oh. So don't, don't DR. So don't hate me for this. But you know, if I, if I, um, and I forgot the way I was going to say it after saying it that way, if I, uh, if I was also like DR, right. I follow DR as an interviewer or as a podcaster, there could also be a hook in that where if you had an existing audience, Dave, in your case, you've got an existing audience of, you know, listeners for this show and school of podcasting. You've done this before. You could you could say, "Hey, I'm starting a new podcast for the for my for and we're going to do this. Come and listen." So that that's also I mean a potential audience to bring over is if you're already if you're kind of already kind of known, you might be able to pull some folks over that way too. Yeah, I would uh I would definitely read the book uh Storyworthy because that is a great book on how to tell a story. So that way you might be able to, cause remember you can do some creative editing here. Uh, I remember once I interviewed Monica Rivera, um, who's a, a friend of mine. And at like the 20 minute mark, she starts dropping these awesome, like, Holy cow things. And I moved that right to the front of the interview. Yeah. And it was like, I'm not going to make my audience wait 20 minutes for this. So, um, it'll be fun. I'll be, I, I, I we want to updates occasionally. So, <laughs> We'll see how it goes. Um, I speaking of local podcasts, I am trying something new, and if you want to see it, it's uh, today. Today's episode is how to protest and not go to jail. Uh, why? Because it's the Akron podcast, 
at aquinpodcast.com. But what I'm doing is the reason I started this show, uh, amongst other things, because I really don't care that much about Akron, uh, is I wanted to play with Red Circle. So what I'm doing is I have a dynamic piece in there that's the calendar. And if you go to akronpodcast.com slash events, you'll see an account. Now, here, here's the thing. I'm paying eight bucks a month. So eight bucks a month, and I'm not going to make that back for a while. But uh, I'm, I found this calendar that I like, and it, it makes a pretty decent-looking calendar. And I, like uh, t- tomorrow, Kevin Hart is playing at the the big uh, where the Cavs play, the basketball team. So uh, the what how I'm going to try to monetize this is we're going to have this calendar in the middle of it. And if anybody buys tickets off my website, uh, it will be – uh, it's an affiliate thing through share a sale, a ticket nation or something like that. And it looks good. Cause I was like, I don't know. Most people know Ticketmaster. Would somebody buy tickets from ticket nation? And I was like, Hmm, I guess we'll find out. Plus at this point, there's no audience for this thing. It's maybe 20 downloads an episode. So I was like, eh, well, we'll see, but I'm trying it. That's the whole thing. I'm going to try it. I'm going to see what happens. Uh, every time I try to do fun, happy content, Somebody gets shot. I mean, literally, there are a lot of people getting shot in Akron, Ohio. So if you could all just put your guns down. A four-year-old girl uh, got shot yesterday somehow. I don't know. But it's just depressing. And that's the whole point. I don't want to do depressing news. But I'm going to try it. That's, I guess, where I was going. I'm going to try this. See what happens. It's going to cost me eight bucks a month. All right. Well, I'll drink one less, you know, Starbucks. And I'll be good. So um, Ross had a question about Descript. Um, he said, I got to use Descript for the first time. There we go. And um, the studio sound feature is amazing. Do you think it's better than Auphonic? And the answer is absolutely. I mean, like, wow. Um, like today, um, there wasn't a huge difference and you both sound great, but you know, uh, DR and Jim are on the same channel. They're on my USB channel. And I thought I might run that through studio sound to uh, get you leveled out. And again, DR's into a microphone and things like that. So let me show you real quick. I'll share my screen because I don't use, I don't use Descript for the transcriptions and things like that. Uh, If you want to check this out, it is supportthisshow.com slash Descript. That's my affiliate link. But it's, it's, what's weird is it's not super easy to find because it's kind of a, oh, by the way, this, this, we have this thing too. So, if you open up your Descript and you have your file, so in this case, this is a, a very short file of the guy from King's X that says, hey, if you if you like what you hear, go tell someone. And you have project files. So project files in this case is one, I think, MP3 file. Yeah, so Doug's King's D, it's a WAV file. So when I click on that, way over here on the right-hand side, you have a link that says turn on studio sound. And then you'll see an intensity option. And what I do with the intensity is, well, here, uh, I don't think you guys can hear this because we got the whole mix minus thing going on. Hey, this is Doug from King's X. No, you guys can't hear that, right? Yeah, so um, hence the mix minus. But anyway, what's cool about it is you can turn it on and off. So you can hear it with and without. And then I usually, because uh, 100%, just like it is in um, Audacity, is going to go too far and you're going to sound like you're underwater. So I usually listen for what the noise is and then I just turn it down until the noise goes away. Uh, and it's amazing. I, I 
think I have, I forget how many hours a month I have to script for, but I have people that are, I do a, I edit a show for a bunch of doctors that do brain surgery and they're absolutely like brain, they're brain surgeons, but they're recording in, I don't know where, but it's, it's either into their phone. One guy was literally, I swear, standing directly in front of his air conditioning. And this took all that stuff out. And it is, it's cut my editing time in half. Cause I used to go into RX nine or whatever isotope is. And I do noise removal. I'd go D plosive. I'd go audio isolate or, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty close to a miracle thing. Um, yeah. Uh, Ross says I pulled it back to 75% because he watched Dave's video. Yeah. I put a video, I was talking about this on another show and I made a, um, oh no, that's for uh Shep's Omni channel. I had a quick video for that, but, uh, it's pretty cool. So yes, I, I think it's better than, and not that Alphonic is bad. And this is something that I I'm noticing. Cause I talked about the roadcaster too, is just because you talk about the new thing doesn't mean the old thing is now bad. It's because somebody asked me like, well, should I not buy, I have a roadcaster one. Should I get a roadcaster two? And I go, the roadcaster one's a great piece of equipment. Don't, uh, don't go to, uh, crazy on thinking it's awful now because there's a new one. So, um, and then, uh, I'm, the chat room's having their own show today, which is fun. Um, Dave says, what about pod page that Dave talked about? See, there's the problem that's, that's paid. It's 15 bucks a month. So to me, again, if you know, the Akron podcast cost me, well, nothing for the, well, actually I take that back. I've ended up paying for red circle hosting because I have a couple of shows I'm testing on that. And then whatever, 20 bucks for Alphonic. So, and, and 28, if we count the, uh, the calendar and that's where I go when I do a hobby, you know, I spend hundreds of dollars every year on my bike. Um, when I bowled, you know, it was 20 bucks a week to bowl, you know, and it's like those things cost money. So, um, and yeah, DR says there is a huge thing coming to Descript. I just saw that when I logged in, they didn't say what it was, but I can save my seat to hear the big announcement. So, um, uncle Marv says I still use Alphonic even with the Roadcaster pro because sometimes my remote guest levels are still off. Yep. I use it. The only problem I've ever run into with Alphonic is if you have a heavy breather and they're, you know, they're just a person that, you know, every now and then kind of, and what will happen is uh, Alphonic will see that as words. It, it doesn't know that it's words versus breath. It just sees it as, wow, that's, that's a fairly loud audio signal. And Alphonic's job is to make all the audio levels the same. So all of a sudden everybody turns into Darth Vader when they're, you know, you're like, what the heck? So that's, uh, but Alphonic was better than, oh, the levelator, right? There was the levelator was the first one. And that just, there was no noise removal. And then we had Alphonic, which does kind of remove hiss, which is good. And now there's this other thing. So um, let's see. Coach Dave has a question. He says, um, you have created a friendly lounge atmosphere. We in the chat room come to see you and to chat. It's part of the show's value. Oh, he's, I guess, saying why I'm saying the chat room is going fun. Yeah, that's always fun. Jim, anything you, you, you want to talk uh, anything about uh, what we talked about before we hit record? Cause you're trying, trying to find, to you're what? trying to find guests for your show. Cause you, oh, you lost yeah, your, it, 
Yeah, it has been. This has been an interesting experiment. You know, uh, I lost Mike Weger, who had been the co-host for a long time uh, on Home Gadget Geeks. And what do you do when, you know, he was an easy, because of the relationship I had with him, he was an easy go-to and we didn't have a guest. And so I just, he'd like, hey, do we have a guest tonight? Nope. Okay, it's you and me. All right, here's the four things I want to talk about. And so it was just super simple. When he departed, um, I struggled for a couple for a couple months, canceled a whole bunch of shows. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. And have begun to invite, uh, have gone through like the podcast guests, um, you know, those kinds of directories to invite uh, these guests. And I think what I'm finding, Dave, and this is just for me, I, you know, I, I create Home Gadget Geeks as a community podcast. So a lot of the hosts, a lot of the guest hosts that come on, Uncle Marv, who's in the chat room, he's one of them, um, are, are, they're just normal, normal guys and gals like you and me. They're not, you know, they haven't necessarily, you know, I interviewed on Thursday, interviewed uh, a guy who had, you know, was an early, early employee at Amazon, had done some big stuff at Amazon, who had founded three different companies and now is doing his fourth and it's being very successful with it. It's a harder interview for me. Like it's, it's, it, Ross was out there. Ross, who's in the chat right now. He, he, he came and joined us on Thursday night, enjoyed good conversation. But as a host, Dave, I struggled with that a little bit more than I would when it's just hanging out with friends, right? You know, type deal. So I've got a, you know, the, the conversation you and I had around that was kind of like, you know, do I want to do more of those or do I want to do less of those? Uh, I'm comfortable with it, but I'm not comfortable with it. So I think sometimes I'm, I'm in this phase even where I'm still questioning the sweet spot of what I want from a show. Like, where do I, where do I want to go with this? What do I want to do? What do I want the outcomes to be? And I know we're always chasing influencers, you know, on this. And I just, I really resist that. <laughs> I really just want to, I, I, I really just want a fun conversation. Okay, not that Thursday's night's conversation wasn't fun. It just wasn't as comfortable for me as it normally is in a lot of mm. cases. So just kind of thinking through if, as I'm, as I'm talking to you, the podcaster, just, you know, I, either encouraging or getting you to think about, you know, what, What's the why and why are you doing it? And, and are you in your sweet spot? I think Thursday night was, it was okay. I don't think I was as in my sweet spot as I think if you go back and listen to it, you'd be like, Jim, you're crazy. It's do you, fine. do you mean your zone of genius? Have <laughs> your zone of, no, I haven't heard zone. <laughs> oh of genius. yeah. You need to be in your zone of genius. And I was like, yeah. Ooh, zone of, um, since you, you said a fun word that I have to point this out. Um, I got a, an email this week about scrunch.com. And the thing I love about it is, Jim, I, I think this might be my next thing. Um, it's a place where it's awards technology. It's a community for influencers. And what I loved about it is for 10 bucks a month, you can sign up and buy your own, I'm guessing, buy my own information because also it'll get you access to the scrunch awards. Um, so this is where, you know, creators are going to vote other creators and which one's the best, you know, overall category. And there's some prizes along with this. Where's the one? I had a page here and maybe it's, nope, that's not it. But it's, uh, I know they have a pot. Well, they have a show and this is where, 
I can't find it. But they're all like one of these pages has really pretty people on it. But for ten bucks a month, Jim, you could get cert. You could be a certified influencer. And I was like, well, for ten bucks, that's that's money well spent because I I want to be an influencer. Wow. And I just I thought it was interesting that they picked the word scrunch. And so yeah, three master classes, the virtual awards Cert- are yeah. Um a certified influencer, really? I mean, do we do we, can we pay for I, another I, thing to be, you yeah. know? I, yeah, here's I, know. I I I went to their tech section and this is where they have a database where you can find other influencers to reach out and and influence each other or something. Yeah. Uh, to, so for me, I was like, I guess if I was trying to find podcast guests or something like this, but um, yeah, there it is. You'll see there's Scrunch University here on the left-hand side. And so I'm tempted to spend 10 bucks just to see exactly what this is. My favorite thing, the reason I'm being somewhat snarky about this, um, is years ago, at, and it's at scrunch.com, years ago, Adam Curry, you know, you have a question that you ask everybody in your audience, and Adams was, are you a folder or a scruncher? And what he was referring to is, how do you wipe your butt? Do you fold the paper towel or the toilet paper and it's a flat fold, or do you just scrunch it up and wipe away? So when I heard scrunch.com, I giggled. I was like, huh. And then when I saw I could, for $10, be a certified influencer, um, I thought that yeah, was. I think, I think influencing is earned. Yeah, that's not, it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure not, I can't buy that. That's called American yeah. Idol, and it doesn't seem yeah. to work. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, well, I've used that term influencer, and I, u- I use it in the context for what I do for Gallup because uh, I do because that's that's what I do there. But it's I, I you got to earn it. I mean, I've done eight or nine years of podcast nine nine this month now nine years of podcasting for them. And, and I feel like the 3000 episodes that I've made while I've been over there, not all of them good, by the way, um, er, er, earns me the right to say I'm an influencer in that space. Not because I say so, but because others do. Right. I think that's, so yeah. I just get R- Ross had uh, jumped in. He asked me this question. Did you invite the guest on because talking about the guest ad on Thursday, did you invite the guest on because you wanted to talk about the topic or you talked about the topic because you had a big ticket guest? So this was one where a podcast guest host company reached out to me and said, Hey, we were doing a little research. Looks like, you know, you get a thousands of these emails. Looks like we have a guest that might match. And I said, Oh really? Send me a link. And so they sent me, they'd set up this page for him. And I was like, you're absolutely right. It does look like a good fit. And it was, it actually was a really, really good fit to the show. I was just in, it's good content. It's going to be, it'll be out here shortly, you know, this afternoon sometime. It's really good content. He was a really, really good guest. The point was not the quality of the guest. The point was I wasn't, I wasn't as comfortable with yeah. it because it, I just didn't have the relationship that I, I that I, I normally have. I think that's it. You're missing the relationship where it's, yeah. it's yeah. kind of like speed dating. You're like, well, match.com says we should like each other. And you're kind of like trying to figure it out and you, you don't have that um, kind of familiar rapport. Yeah. yeah. Right? The rapport. Listen, you and I, Dave, have been doing this a long time. We know each other. Like we, I know your facial expressions. I know when you're annoyed with me. I know when I need to keep going. Like I know those things, yeah. right? And it, it makes the act of podcasting more comfortable. Again, that, that, not that that's always the goal. Like sometimes I've got to do interview people I don't know 
Yeah. It's just less comfortable for me. It was one of those realizations. I hadn't had a, a guest I didn't know in a while. And I was just like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. This is <laughs> <laughs> well, I have uh, a question. Um, how do you feel when somebody at the end of the interview is like, hey, thanks, Jim. Uh, you know, do you know when this is going to be out and blah, blah, blah. And, and you go or then they go. Let's see who does this. You would then go to that person and say. Hey, do you know anybody else that would be a good guest for this show? Mm. How, what's what's your thoughts on that? Because I've had people do that to me, and I was like, I wonder how. Because I, it sounds like a great idea. No, I'm for it. I'm for it. I okay. think it's a great. I think it's especially if the interview's gone really well. You know, if you've Bingo. You've, you've got you, you made this connection. You had a good interview. You're like, and you're like, hey, is there anybody else? I just did this for the Gallup podcast on um, Thursday, I think I was doing an interview and the guest mentioned someone who was in chat and I was like, Oh, I haven't interviewed that person yet. Maybe I, you know, based on the things she said, maybe I should interview her. So at the end of the program, after we were off recording, I said, Hey, should I interview so-and-so? And she was like, absolutely. Now that's a version of that, right? That's not exactly like that, but no, I think if your business is guests like that, you got anybody else I should, that's like you, Hey, you were really great. Do you know anybody like you or Dave? I always say, Hey, can I invite you back in a couple months, mm. maybe six months from now? Would that be okay if I asked? And I've never had anybody go, no, no, not really that interested. They always go, yeah, sure. Well, I mean, if you've had them once, the second time is a million times better. Yeah. So, I, I think the key to that, that you said is especially if it went really good. Because I've had interviews where I've been on somebody's show, and the whole time I'm like, "Why am I here? This what?" It's like I, I am not a good fit for the show. Uh, shame on me for not doing my homework. But uh, I was like, "Hmm." And then they'll go, "Do you know of anybody else that?" And I'm like, "I'm not sending anybody over here. This is like you asked uh, you, you asked me to come talk about podcasting, and we didn't talk about podcasting." And they're like, mm. "So that's why I asked." I was like, "Because there are times when I'm like." And I think in that case, I said, if you'd like, I can do an a, uh, introduction via email. And then I basically told the person ahead of time, hey, I was on the show. Here's what happened if you're interested. And and so I give them that one first, like, hey, you're going to see a warm introduction from me. This was not the best experience for me, just so you know. Really nice person, blah, blah, blah. But they asked me to talk about this. We ended up talking about this and then I'll do the warm introduction and say, Hey, meet so-and-so blah, blah, blah. So, um, it hasn't happened a lot. I'm all, Maybe I'm triggered. I, I've also, you have folks reach out to you wanting to interview you. You know, you alluded to this just mm -hmm. a second ago and I, I'm lately, I'm, I put a few speed bumps in there and, and I actually, for, for most, I'll say, I'm not sure I'm a really good fit for your show. Tell me how I am. And that just, then they have to think through, they're not just signing up guests, right? It's, they've got to then give me some like, well, I think because of, because I heard you say, or because of this or because of that. And then I might even come back and say, yeah, that's not really true. Or this isn't, this isn't really accurate or some of those kinds of things just to kind of work through that. Um, I actually had an interview, I did it, I don't know, three or four weeks ago. And I, we, we actually argued a little bit back and forth about why I wasn't, I was like, I'm not a good fit. He's like, no, you are. And here's why. <laughs> <laughs> and he fought for you it. You are coming and on it, my show, man. 
at the end, I'm like, I had to, I had to honor it. I was like, dude, you, you fought for this thing. I'm coming on just because you put the effort in. We had a really good interview because we had worked through a lot of the, mm. that, that kind of became the pre, the pre-call, the pre-interview thing that you kind of work through. You know, yeah. if you haven't had some quick conversation with the host that you're going to interview on. Listen, I've done a few of those and they've been a little bit of a disaster. So yeah. on, I wasn't ready. Like I didn't go in ready. So um, I, I like to create a little bit of a speed bump in there. Go in both directions. Yeah. Coach Dave says one way if you're looking for, you know, again, gas. He, he said, when I was buying commercial real estate, I used the triangulation technique. He said, I'd ask around, I'll look for some name to pop up three times from different sources. And uh, that was kind of his thing. Uh, someone in Facebook said, hey, uh, I think you guys suggested joining IMDB to book celebrity guests. I have not done this, but I've heard of people. I think it's 20 bucks to be IMDB pro. And what you want to do before you do that in the same way that you don't order your media host until you have media to host, don't buy IMDB pro until you've made a list of all the celebrities that you want information on. Cause otherwise you're going to end up having it for more than one month. And if you're trying to save money, so yeah, you can use IMDb Pro, go in and get their manager's name and blah, blah, blah. I've never done it because I don't interview celebrities, but I've heard that as a a decent um, resource if you're trying to get a hold of, you know, Tom Hanks or whoever, you know, Mickey Minaj or insert your celebrity here kind of thing. Uh, that would uh, be something to do that. And then I wanted to go back to DR's uh, podcast because I forget who had asked her this. Uh, David had asked her, um, what's the name of the podcast? And she said, the alumni show. And I, I would say, mm, I, cause if I'm looking for the class of 83, I'm going to type in L at high school class of 83. I would be tempted to name the podcast L at high school class of 83 or whatever 90 so that it comes up when people search. Uh, and, and you know, that's exactly who you're trying to get. So the alumni show don't know what it's about. You could though. She, you could call it the alumni show. show colon. Yeah. There we go. Right. And then, then put the school in the other thing, DR that gives you not saying you're going to do this, but if you do it that way, the alumni show dash colon, whatever you want to do. And then the name of the high school, if another high school, like if you do this well enough and maybe another high school comes to you and says, Hey, we're having a reunion. We want you to do this for us. We will pay you. That's the key part. We will pay you this to make this a part of our, I mean, make it a reunion package. That's a, that's maybe something to think about in this. It's like, if you were to, if you were to learn from this one, how could you structure it in a way you could sell this as a reunion package? Cause there's a there's a there's ten thousand high school reunions every summer here right. in the United States, right? Uh, we just thirty five was last year for us, so we're coming up on forty in four years. We're in that same kind of that same boat, right? Well, if you had a reunion package and you had a you could pitch yeah. that to because listen, at, at our age, we don't want to pay for this. We have money. We don't want to do the work. This could be one of those things that that brings people together, right? Or becomes part of the reunion. Yeah, and she's already beat us to the punch. She said the subtitle go. is Aragon Class of 77. What's subtitle mean? Subtitle <laughs> is uh, 
Oh, not if, in the title. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm going to say if you mean subtitle, subtitle, no. But if you mean colon, yeah, the subtitle doesn't show up anywhere that I know of. Um, yes. So Correct. keep that in mind. Going back to it yeah, doesn't show up in most places. I'm sure it shows up in one some place. Really yeah, weird. Place. Right. Yeah, but no, if it's not in the title, it doesn't count. You yeah. gotta. Apple's not searching it. That's the bottom line. Is um, Ken Blanchard says uh, IMDb often gets you the agent, so you're not getting you know. Mickey yeah. Minaj, but you might but get her agent right on Twitter. You might get right to him on Twitter. Um, Troy, <laughs> like, Troy Heinrichs ended up being like friends with the producer of the blacklist because he reached out to one of the writers on Twitter. So you never know. Um, yeah. And coach Dave, I don't know how, but this is something too. He says special characters in the title don't always parse properly. Here's one that I go. I don't know what, if, if I, um, Jim, if you looked for, uh, I don't know, uh, Starsky and Hutch, how would you type the word and? A and D. Yeah. Thank you. That, in my opinion, is the correct answer. And I see so many people put the ampersand thing and that does not always go well in different apps. I'm like, no, type what your audience is going to type. Uh, I, it's like, oh, but it's two less characters. I'm like, yeah, it's and so. Yeah. So yeah, she's got it right. The colon. So yeah, there you go. Uh, and there you go. That, that is the truth, by the way, about special characters in the title. Not all ampersand, the, the actual symbol translates to a set of characters for some, depending upon the, the ASCII method that they're using when they're, when they're parsing that it may not show up correctly. So you need to be very, very careful about and you want to check it, make sure you're using, use as little punctuation as possible in your title. Great minds think alike. I was just there thinking like, what was that website that used to like advertise all the time? It was classmates. Uh, Kyle Bondo says the reunion podcast niche advertising would nope, pair nope. well. So yeah. reach out to reach out to classmates and go, Hey, I'm willing to, if you give me the people, I'll try to reach out to them and create a podcast for, and then reach, you could make this as like your niche podcast. Like I'm the alumni podcast person. And then, because that time you'll, you know, after a while, it's when you work with any space, you kind of like, oh, and who's your, who's your um, reunion coordinator? Who's the blah, 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 that whole nine yards. So you, you could even make this a private podcast that becomes part of the reunion package. Yeah. Now I know you wanted it, DR, I know you wanted it to be public, but, and that's fine if you want to do it that way just saying there's other ways to, to skin a cat, right? In this case. And so you might want to, I don't know why we use that phrase. That's an awful phrase. Well, there was why another one say, I did the other day, something about a dog. And I was like, man, that's weird. That's yeah. terrible. It, I, I, I got to change that. So um, that's just another way. And yeah, the thing about a private podcast is like you said, it's a speed bump to get the content. I mean, there are places like no, no true, no true. There's because yes, there's supercast, there's glow.fm, there's Patre Patreon, especially makes it really hard to listen in an app unless you want to listen in the Patreon app. Um, so that's the only kind of downside of a private thing. But like you said, if you somehow make it as hey, if you you know buy your ticket today, uh, you know order today and get the the alumni podcast for free kind of thing, that might be a you know, and it also depends on, like, class of 77, my brother still kind of almost listens to my podcast. Um, he knows I'm a podcast guy, but 
if it's not on YouTube, he's not watching it. So, uh, you know. Uh, and then uh, Coach Dave says, I have a good body of content to share before opening those discussions. Um, separ- it separates actual producers from tire kickers. Yeah. So it's anytime you can have information. Um, that's the other thing, too. If you, because she had what, five years? You have a chance to take an interview and figure out how can I shape this to make it entertaining and that whole thing. Five years is a long time. It is. Like, that's a really long time. Lots can change. Um, so yeah, Coach Davey caught me. Um, I, I was pouring some coffee and it spilled on my, uh, and I was like, I, I need, I need to have, I, I, it didn't, I didn't ruin anything. Thank goodness. But I need to keep some paper towels close by. I think so. Here. You've lost two mixers. You know. um, <laughs> <laughs> things. The top of the coffee thing fell off. What I need to gotta, do, I, I need to replace. <laughs> Hold this, you know, when I'm when I'm pouring it. Hold this. I need to replace this with like some sort of, you know, she like cannonball. I was trying to be discreet about it, and and I was trying not to look as I was pouring, and the lid came off. So now my I'm gonna have to wash my. um, Fortunately, I have a very absorbent uh, like um, keyboard cover thing, you know, desk cover mat kind of thing and it, it'll just absorb it and i'll just it's neoprene i'll just throw in the wash when we're done uh since we're kind of talking about getting guests and and things of this nature this was uh something i got from a facebook group and this is this is one of those don't do that um he this person said hi group i have a podcast i do on fridays i'm looking for a guest would anyone like to come on so when i see that I'm like, it would be good to say, I have a podcast called blank where we talk about such and such. Would anyone like to come on? So I, I, that's one of those things where I know I mentioned last week about how to contact your, uh, your support people, but you know, I don't know that we're as much as we all kind of go, well, those podcasters, they like to talk. There are a lot of times when I'm like, yeah, we actually need more information here. And unless it was a group about like motorcycle riding and you did a podcast about motorcycle riding, I could see that, but I just saw that and I was like, "Mm, yeah, that's not going to probably work. Um, You got to kind of wonder, I mean, I'm wondering now what happened? (laughs) Like what did did they get any, did they, did anybody, did anybody reply back? Did anybody say anything what 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 did they get what's that conversation i'm that'd almost be a good podcast what kind of conversation happened after somebody put out you know a note like that i always i always kind of wonder did they get anything you know the other thing i was listening to the buzzcast this morning the folks over at uh buzzsprout have a podcast and they seem to have fun they kind of cover news and they were talking today and i was it's one of those things I know where it is. I never hear much about it. And that is Spotify has uh, basically a blog. If you go to podcasters.spotify.com, that's where you go to log in and see how many downloads you have on Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. But they were talking about writing descriptions for your episodes. And it was really interesting because they were basically saying they should be three sentences or less. And I was like, 
Hmm, interesting. Because they're saying this is what happens. People search for a podcast in Spotify. They view your show page. So that's where your artwork comes in from podcastbranding.co. Um, you read an episode title. I saw somebody yesterday that uh, it was funny because they reached out to me on my School of Podcasting email, uh, and but yet they were a Libsyn customer. So it was fun because I wasn't Dave Jackson Libsyn employee. I was Dave Jackson School of Podcasting guy. And when I saw that all of their episode titles were identical, I was like, oh, holy crap, we got to fix that. That's like oh, <laughs> so fun. So your episode title comes into play. They read the episode description and then they hit play. So they were saying things like, you know, use keywords, keep it short. And this is where I was like, three sentences max. And I was like, mm. they also don't. It's funny because they don't mention links because I, I don't. I agree with that, by the way. I yeah, think that's a good. I well, I know it doesn't need to be uh, war and peace. That's definitely for for sure. And then the other thing, yep. hold on, two different audiences. They're they're thinking about. They're actually thinking about the the actual person who's in Spotify looking at this description. Right. All of our advice, and when I say our, I'm going to say our yeah. podcast gurus in our bubble have always been for the longest time. No, you create and, 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 um, uh, Todd Cochran says this all the time, you know, you create well-formed posts for Google, right? Right. So that it, it shows them a, two totally different audiences. And so Spotify is saying, Hey, look, our search algorithm's different and you don't need a lot of words to make this work in Spotify. They Spotify just gave us a clue to their out to their search algorithm right there. Three sentences is all we need. So Dave, they're coming off title and they're probably doing a little bit out of the description. That's the, right? that's the thing that I heard that I was like, well, that's different because Apple does not search the description because no. In 2005, everybody's description was Pam Anderson naked, Pam Anderson naked, Pam Anderson naked, trying to get their podcast found. Right, um, right, right. And so they, Apple was just like, all right, you animals, that's enough of that. And they quit searching the description because people just spammed it to death. And so when I heard that, I was like, that's interesting. But yeah, um, and in the chat room's mentioning that, yeah, uh, Google Podcast has a max of a thousand characters. I, I am not a fan of putting my full show notes in the feed. Number one, it's a feed. It's not a website. And I realize that it'll show up and things like that. But to me, I would much rather have, like you said, give me enough to let me know if I want to listen to this. And then I put links knowing that some podcast apps, hello, iTunes, don't, don't make those clickable. And there's really nothing you can do about that. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's one of those things that I, I think like Jim, I'm like, come up with a really good three sentence description and, you know, that will hopefully get people hooked in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The first, the first three sentences need to be the best yeah. sentences that you have for, for any, for anything, for anybody reading that you're not going to get them, you know, you're not it, certainly in this, I was making this snake for the longest time. I, my description started with the same sentence every time. Like on this episode, yeah. Mike and Jim yeah. talk to, okay, well, in some cases, the in some um, podcast players, 
I was, it, it would only take the first part of the sentence in this episode, Mike and Jim dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and it was the same, you know, especially for the short description, it was the same for all of them. So if you looked at the feed, that description was the same, you know, it was the same one. And I'm like, Oh man, I need to get that guest name. Very first thing. If that's up there, we have boom. So-and-so is here this week to talk about boom, get that, get those out in the first couple sentences. Yeah. You really want to grab them. And then while I was there again, podcasters with an S, I don't know what it is with these different, cause it's, um, podcasts with an S podcasts, connect.apple.com, um, podcasts, manager.google.com. And then with Spotify podcasters.spotify.com. Um, they have this one about how to get your podcast featured on Spotify and they have all these submission guidelines and yada, yada, yada. And then they're saying that one of the things you can do is they have a bunch of apparently pre-made cause it's kind of interesting. They're like, here's how you submit. Oh, by the way, we're not going to contact you if you get added probably. And they said, but you can look for your show in these pre-made kind of lists. So that's to me, when I saw that, I was like, Oh, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to drive traffic to these lists. Yes. They're telling you how to get, you know, featured. But I was like, I think it's interesting that it's like, Oh, and here's the call to action. Look at these lists that are pre-made. And I was like, ah, interesting. But if you, uh, Spotify for podcasters is where you go to log in and, and that it's you and like I'm logged in now. So there's my dashboard and it'll show you, you know, all the fun filled stuff and fun filled stats that you can play with. Um, the thing I think it's great. And I, I was thinking about almost removing Spotify from my website. I don't think it really would make a difference, but just have Apple and Google podcast. That's it. Here, here's iOS, here's Android, because Google gives you keywords. Like here's what people search to find your show. Um, now Spotify uh, also shows you how far people listen. So does Google Podcasts and so does uh, Apple. The the one I always throw in just because they're big is Amazon. And Amazon is building something in the back end, like a, a portal that I'm sure will have an extra S in it. But um, <laughs> I... I I really, when I saw that in, in, and again, it's podcasts with an S manager.google.com and I get almost no downloads on Google podcasts, which is a bummer. Cause I still remember when they're like, we're going to make this the number one app and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what, what happened to that Google comeback? What did I, I say? I do get, um, get 20 or 30 out there, yeah. but it's far and above it's Apple, you know? Yeah. For the most part. Um, which I think is true of older shows because we pushed so hard for Apple back then and still do. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, Again, going back to the buzzcast because, because they were talking about the Tom Webster, uh, which is funny because it's really sounds profitable survey, but it was done by Tom Webster about, you know, the creators and they were saying how, like they thought like me where it's like, eh, I'm not sure how accurate that is. Cause when I go to podcast movement, it's 50, 50 women and their survey showed different. And they said, look, numbers can always, you know, be tilted one way or another. And they said for the longest time, Buzzsprout uh, customers always skewed heavy Spotify and their thoughts on this were, Hey, new podcasters, aren't 40 anymore. 
right? So when we started back in the day, we were it was app. There was no Spotify when we started. Spotify doesn't make you jump through hoops to get added, right? It's in in fact most apps you can go in and say add this to Spotify and you're done, and then you claim the show in that. And so they're like, yeah, our numbers were skewed because Spotify made it easier to you know, submit your show to be liked and new podcasters were like, I'll do the, the Apple thing later. Cause I've got to set that up and then I've got to put in a credit card number, even though it's free and things like that. So, which by the way, Apple is going to be probably by the end of the year, you'll be able to go into your, and obviously all of us who already have a podcast have done this, but new podcasters will be able to do the whole eight, hey, add me to Apple kind of thing. And uh, you won't have to jump through so many hoops. So uh, let's see. Somebody has an anchor question. When anchor tells me the number of plays per episode, do they mean only on anchor? No, in theory. Now here's the thing. Keep in mind that with anchor, they, I believe I, I, this has not been my, I've heard multiple people say this and my anchor account is so old. I didn't have to do this, but I hear that new podcasts on anchor. Now you have to ask for an RSS feed because they don't give them out. They want you to just be on Spotify. Once you get your RSS feed, they used to submit your show to all the apps automatically. That's one of the things that really made me mad because they didn't mention that, oh, by the way, you just lost control of some of your show. So now when you get the RSS feed that you had to ask for, you can submit your show to all the directories manually, which is not hard for the record. So consequently, if you've submitted your show to all the directories and you have it on your website, et cetera, yeah, those downloads in Anchor are every, a download is a download. And being that they are IAB certified, that means somebody listened to at least a minute or they downloaded your show. So it's Anchor's always been weird. And I forgot Anchor started off, they were going to be the audio Twitter. Like it was really short snippets. They were almost kind of clubhousey. Um, Yes, Anchor, uh, Coach Dave says, is, is the hand grenade that can blow up any Dave Jackson show. Yeah, I'm trying to be <laughs> kind. Um, so, and especially now that they're the, uh, you might want to Google your show and make sure that somebody hasn't accidentally uh, made a duplicate of your show and is putting ads against it because they'll make it really easy to create a podcast on Anchor, but they're not going to protect you <laughs> once it's up there. Um, yeah. So, uh, coach Dave, coach Dave is on fire today. Well, uh, deep fake audio will be made from our podcast voices in the future. Yep. They'll be able to listen. To, they'll, they'll run my voice through. It's already here, uh, in Descript. I can read a bunch of stuff and then have Descript say things that I didn't say. 60 minutes did a great thing on this where they took the correspondent whose name I can't remember, but he's, I'm going to say a middle-aged black dude. And they took him and erased his beard, made him 20 years younger, and then had him say things that he never said. And it was really believable. It was, it was one notch, one notch above video game. Like it was like, okay, if you, if you knew to look for it, you'd go, yeah, that's fake. But it was like, Ooh. And that's when I was like, that whole thing, like, let's go to the tape, isn't going to mean what it used to be in the past. So that'll be um, fun to watch. Um, let me see what else we have here. Uh, from Aaron 
Sefchik. Uh, and for the record, if anybody wonders why I keep doing this, on the Roadcaster 2, if I tap on the numbers, so right now we've been going an hour and 15 minutes, it puts a marker in there. So I will be easier for me to make time stamps and such. So Aaron asked, clearly this is not the group, so this was a podcast group, to be asking, but in your opinion, why do businesses have a hard time in seeing the obvious value in podcasting for their business? So DR was talking about how, I think it was DR, right, that says she does branded shows. Um, Not sure if people are stuck in a traditional media marketing, don't understand the medium or what. Every business I approach stammers, make something up about budgeting, even though podcasting is the cheapest of all marketing by far, or doesn't follow through. I don't get it. I would think podcasting for small businesses and big uh, would be a no-brainer, especially when presented with the vast list of benefits of a podcast can bring. And I guess he's kind of, I guess in this course, he's kind of preaching a, to the choir. I, I agree. Well, I, have, I have a couple problems with what's actually said there. All right. One, it's not the cheapest. Like they're, Oh, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, it's cheap to do. Mm. Is it cheap to do right? Well, and if you're paying somebody, that's true too. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's humans involved. <laughs> it, I have an editor who spends six hours editing, you know, my, the transcripts to make them right for, for what we do for ADA perspective. Well, that's six hours. It's not cheap. <laughs> you have a video editor that takes a half an hour, 45 minutes, whatever. Let's just call it an hour. My time, it's not cheap. So we, we sometimes think because you can get free hosting and whatever that this stuff is all free. It's not free. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of small businesses, what they do is not interesting. <laughs> and for a lot of small businesses, they don't have the talent to do the podcast. And just because you're a podcast host doesn't mean you can just jump in and all of a sudden start a podcast for them. That's going to be good or accepted or valuable from day one. I mean, shoot, I, I think we spent a couple years validating our podcast to Gallup to get them where we wanted them, right? I think there's this idea that, oh, I could just start a podcast and it's going to be awesome and there's gonna, it's going to have tremendous value. You know, maybe not in the very beginning. <laughs> it, it could suck pretty bad, and it, it you could have the wrong host. Let me, let me give an example, and I think, I, I mean, I know Rob Greenlee pretty well, and I, I don't want to, and I'm not trying to poop on anybody's parade here, but when he was at Spreaker, they did, they did about eight versions of this Spreaker podcast that eventually landed on Rob, just it just being Rob, but they brought in a, they brought in a host for a while. I think Alec Exum was on yeah. there for a while. It drove me crazy. Yeah. But, and he's supposed to, he's that kind of, he's that kind of guy, right? But they even went through some iterations to kind of figure some stuff out. I don't think small businesses or even medium-sized businesses always have the foresight or the patience to wait through those kinds of things. Like, hey, you know, maybe for the first year, this thing's not going to turn a profit. I think sometimes as host providers, though, we want to say, oh, yeah, this is going to be dynamite right out of the gate. Yeah. (laughs) Well. Yeah. I agree, my friend. Uh, I I had somebody... Because I have podcast consultants at the School of Podcasting, which is always kind of interesting. Um, and he said, look, I, I've done this podcast for a church. And, uh, you know, they're getting 23 downloads an episode. He's like, but I'm, I need to make a report. Like, what do you put on the report? And I'm like, well, you put how many downloads they got. 
how many countries they're in, if you want to throw in how what apps people are using. I said, remember, it's numbers. So if they got two last week and four this week, you've helped them grow their show by X amount of percent. You know, I said, numbers can do anything. I said, but for me, it's always about setting exactly what you said. You got to set expectations because just because you put it, you know, if I build it, they will come has been the biggest lie about podcasting and really anything, right? I can go grab a guitar and sing on the corner. Nobody's coming. You know, I got to go tell people I'm on the corner. Come listen. And so. And and even then when you say that, if you're not saying it to the right audience, this is where paying for marketing comes in. You know, we spend a lot of money on the Gallup side of things. We spend a lot of people directing people to our sites, and I, and I think in the podcast world, we just think, oh, yeah, if I just talk, people will listen. No, not anymore. No, you're going to have to do some serious marketing. So is it cheaper that this is, you know, coming full circle? I don't think it is, Dave, to do and to do right. Yeah, because I I always think, well, it's 30, 50 bucks a month, maybe, you know, if you throw in an email list and things like that. But you're right. The time, because you're either going to pay in time to make good content or money to pay somebody to spend their time on it. So yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, Mystic Max says, it seems like everybody's worried about numbers. Shouldn't the message be more important? I, again, um, do I have the right thing here? I I agree. uh, Especially that um, the message has to be first. If you want the numbers kind of going back to what Jim just said, you know, but it takes a while to figure out what your audience wants and what they need and delivering it in a fun and entertaining fashion and all that other stuff. But I, so many people do. I, I The interesting thing now working at, at Libsyn that we have Glow, and it's one of those things where with Glow, you're like, hey, you don't need 5,000 listeners to get ads. You can monetize your podcast. And I'm I'm kind of like hinting at those guys. I'm like, we need to put an asterisk there because if you're getting – and I'm not making this up, nine downloads an episode. Can you monetize that? Sure. But in my travels, I've seen maybe 3%. So 3% of nine isn't even a person. Like you have 0.3, you know, and I'm like, mm. so again, I want to set expectations for people so that when they go through whoever it is, um, you know, Supercast Glow, Patreon, I'm like, hmm just putting it up there isn't going to be that. So, um, and- well, Dave, the other thing, just real quick, the other thing in the corporate space where we run into trouble, if you're trying to sell podcasts to the corporate side of things, and if your pitch is, this is a cheap way of doing marketing, you will never be able to get any money mm. for your podcast, including them paying you to do this ever. <laughs> you can't lead. Don't lead with, this is the cheapest kind of the cheapest form of marketing. Because you, you want to set the expectation that it's like any other form of marketing. It it takes money to make money. And so you, you, you need to just set that expectation like you're saying. Set that expectation clear from the very beginning so that they set, they set aside some budget to not only pay you, but to pay for some marketing, to pay for some equipment, to pay for some things, right? Mystic Max says, in this case, it's a ministry podcast. Ministry podcasts... It's it's one of those things where in the early days you're like, oh, we can take our sermons and and put them out, but the sermon sounded like it was recorded in a cave, and it, it, mm, 
to me, I'm just like, I, I when I hear them, it's somebody talking to a group of people where if they took that same thing, got somewhere near a microphone that wasn't in a giant room with 30 feet ceilings uh, to where it sounded better and talked to one person instead of a group. And I don't know, just to me, I, I don't think sermons, yeah. sermons are the transcripts of podcasting. It's better than nothing. But in the end, like, mm, mm, you know, I don't know. I'd almost have the pastor redo the sermon same day, but but with no audience yeah. and speaking with good equipment or taking the material they had and fashioning it in a way that would work better for the podcast. Like how good that it's already there. All the prep is there. There's some dynamics live that don't always translate to to the the you know the to the recorded. Bit. Yeah, have them do it again in a, in a, in a, add some things to it. Have them add some things to it or her that don't um, that they don't get for the live version. Now all of a sudden you start going, oh, I I came, but there's something different. You want to push your numbers up a little bit, provide some extra value that didn't exist on Sunday morning. Yeah. In, in terms of businesses or Saturday night, whatever. Yeah. Um, John Buchanan um, says, uh, I find that businesses that are really passionate about their service or product make a better podcast. I, ah, yep. I agree with that. If they're mailing it in exactly what Jim said, it's just like, eh, okay, today we're going to talk about blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then I love this quote from the real Brian that uh, John shares. He says, uh, it can be fast, cheap, or good, but you can only have two which is why I've had two uh, stoves in my kitchen for the better part of a year because uh, it is it will be installed great. Uh, I'm not paying hardly any money for it, but fast, it is not. It's been there for a while. Hey, wait a minute. Chinese food, fast, good, and cheap. Yeah. It meets all those American Chinese food, I should say. Yeah. Uh, so not true for everything. Tom Taylor says most churches – already live stream services and then record right to YouTube. Yep. It's, it's, which again is, is great. I know we get about 30% of my audience for my church is watching live now on zoom and it's horrible audio. We, we, we have to keep telling people get in front of a mic. The people online can't hear you. Um, And then uh, coach Dave says sermons can be deeply personal and a very intimate connection using the podcast medium. Those who are interested are called flock for a reason, right? They flock to you. Uh, exactly, where two or more are gathered. Yeah, so it's um, – and wait a minute. Uh, he's saying, wait, you found the new one. That's right. I found the one that it doesn't, it doesn't apply to, <laughs> Chinese food. So that's true for everything except Chinese, Chinese food. food. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Jim, what is coming up on um, The Average Guy? Are we Are we – do we have another – Guest coming up, or what's the what's going to be the deal? Oh, oh yeah, no, no, no. We're in fact. Uh, so I already I already talked about what we did this week. Deep Sentinel, uh, Dave from Deep Sentinel is in, but next week uh, Ed Sullivan is joining me. So Ed, we all know Ed. We talked yeah. about him, Sonic Cupcake. Uh, Ed's coming on to talk about fitness gear and, and in um, biking and garments. And he's a big he's a big cyclist. So you might want to if you haven't. Come out Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central, and it's kind of like this, only Dave Jackson isn't there. And I know that's 90% of the reason you... So it's good, is what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) 
probably 95% of the reason you're here is Dave Jackson. But come yeah. out and join us on Thursday night at Sullivan. Uh, Thursday at 8 at TheAverageGuy.tv. TheAverageGuy.tv slash live. There we go. Awesome. On the School of Podcasting, a little bit of what Jim said today. I was like, ooh, Jim's been reading my mind. Uh, and that is what podcasters can learn from the movie industry. Because if you look at how movies are made and how they kind of shape what's going to work and what's going to not, and the fact that Top Gun took 30 years to make, uh, all sorts of fun little things that I go, yeah, maybe podcasters should think a little bit like that, maybe. So that will uh, be coming up uh, on Monday's show. And um, also, uh, we always want to thank the, the chat room. 24 people still hanging out here with us. We appreciate that. We are here every Saturday at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Thanks to Dan over at based on a true story podcast.com. Thanks to Mark at podcastbranding.co and James at the dog podcast network. And I still have a quarter of a pie. This podcast is part of the power of podcasting network. Find it at power of podcasting.com. So thanks so much, everybody stick around. We'll see you next week with another episode of ask the podcast coach.